Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. All right. Y'all ready for this? Gotta stop, gotta stop, gotta stop. Frank's gonna get nervous. Oh, God. Frank ruins all the musical fun. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to Script Shop. Hey, it's Jack. I'm Allison. And this is our podcast where we talk to screenwriters about their scripts and all the inner workings that go into that. All the beautiful, magical things that come from them and make it into the scripts and the internal special stories that then we share with the world. We let them have wings and fly through the sky. The beautiful clouds of the Cincinnati Hills. Oh, God. Yeah, and this is also sometimes when we try to sing songs and then we know that our producer, Frank, is going to get mad at us because of a potential copyright infringement. Oh, gosh. So yes, but it really does. Music is just such a big part of everybody's lives. Of course. It's the soundtrack of our lives. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, hi, everybody. So this is our show. And again, we talk to screenwriters. If you have written something yes. and you would like for us to read it. Uh, if you wanted to fly through the magical hills in the clouds of Cincinnati... And the internet. And the internet. You should send it to us by going to scriptshopshow.com slash submit. And if you are a regular listener to the show, then you also know that the phrase that pays is hot burrito. Hashtag hot burrito is also hashtag delicious. If, if you want to let us know that, if you say that in your message to us when you submit your work, that's a way of letting us know that you listen to the show and it sort of moves your work up to the front of the line yes. and will consider you quicker than some of our than other submissions. Than the other piles of submissions that we have awaiting us we in the backlog a, of the We office. still have a backlog, right? I know, yeah. I mean, the good thing is, is that there's plenty to work through. Yeah. The bad news is, is that by the time I end up contacting people, they're like, who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, script How do what? You not know who we are. <laughs> Two redheads yeah. spending their Sunday evenings in a studio talking about screenplays? Yeah, where you been? Yeah. Get with the program. Well, and we've got somebody who's very much with the program who we were lucky enough to have yes. once again attend the Independent Film Festival. All, all my babies, Independent. Oh, boy. Throw your screenplays at me. <laughs> Stephanie Moore wrote a script called Trixie, and she submitted it to the film festival. We read it during the screenplay speakeasies because it was an official selection. Right, and for those of you who don't know, Cinependent does this amazing thing where we bring in a cast of local actors and ensemble to perform all of the roles and the accepted screenplays that we have. We accepted 31 screenplays this year, and we're able to read all 31 of them, and what, at least in part. And what a cast it I was, was able incredible. to have. Yeah. It was so great. Jack hosts this. He kind of, I kind of make him do all of the work and just do enough of the work to be like, here's your project. <laughs> well, Go make it happen. You've got enough on your plate. I was happy to. It's a team thing. Yeah. It's a team thing. And so Jack is just the perfect host for the screenplay Speakeasy at the No Theater of Cincinnati. And Trixie by Stephanie Moore, a seven-page smart and silly opportune moment for a joke short, made it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Made it into the top 31, and we're ecstatic to have this local Cincinnatian writer here on the show in studio today. Yes, we have an in-studio guest, which is so nice. The best. We revel in having somebody actually in the room with us, so that way we can't exchange awkward glances amongst each other when (laughs) somebody says something weird over the phone. I know. We have to like actually (laughs) look and put our mature pants on. (laughs) We have to act like human beings. It's really weird. It's... hmm. 
As a radio person, I'm not used to that. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. And we would love it if you would uh, connect with us on those platforms. Script Shop Show. Uh, find us, friend us, follow us. I really like that little string of phrases that I've been working along. Find us, friend us, follow us. F, F, F. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I like it. And find we would us, love it if you us. did those things. That would be uh, tremendous uh, help to us to, to get the show out there and spread the word. And we put up little videos and we release so promos silly. before the show. And we yeah. have fun with it. Yeah, we do have fun with it. So we'd love to connect with you there. You can also connect with all of our writers through those channels as well, as well as on scriptshopshow.com. And if you love what we're doing and you want more of it, send us your money. Yes. Money is what makes the world go round. Well, that and love. Love is more important, yes, but uh, <laughs> money buys out our time, yeah. which allows us to actually have a production meeting and figure out what to do next with the show. That's true. And that's- sometimes money and love can work out to be the same thing sometimes. Not to force it, but just sometimes that's the way it works out. <laughs> Hmm. Can you give me any nope. situation Definitely where that not. is the case? I, sometimes I try to make connections where there necessarily shouldn't be, and this is one of those times. Well, you know, it's possible. The idea is possible. I'm not shooting it out of the beautiful Cincinnati skyline. I'm not crazy about going I'm down this path. I'm trying to figure out if it's ever actually happened. Uh, Bruce Wayne. He Well, they don't get together, though. Who, right? Who's they? they? Who's his girlfriend? Well, he's got a bunch Katie of different Holmes. ladies that... Uh, well, he, uh, sure. That was Rachel! <laughs> <laughs> that's the Bruce Wayne you're talking about there right you go. there yeah but they didn't end up getting together but he did have love and money and it didn't work out so that's not a good <laughs> See, example that's a terrible example do we have any others no we should probably again, rich I don't, characters I don't want to pull this thread rich characters well, I'm going to have to just table that and <laughs> good. see what I can come back come to. back and haunt me later yeah this is what I get for saying things without thinking now I want to see if I can make it happen okay well, I appreciate mm-hmm. that okay. we, you know Stephanie's been sitting so the thing of it when we have in studio <laughs> guests we don't do a thing where we tape the intro ahead of time and then just do the interview and then maybe do an outro. It all just sort of happens, happens. like in media res. <laughs> and in this situation, we said that we've got Stephanie Moore uh, here live and in studio, which means she's been sitting here while we've been saying all this nonsense for the last uh, what five and a half minutes. Yeah. So, hi. <laughs> hi. Thank you for having me. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming in. Um, do you know of any characters that are rich and also in love? Hmm. Good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like this is a no. Yeah. For now. <laughs> For now. Fine. I mean, it's okay. It, 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 we don't need to. It, it's fine. I love a challenge. Stephanie, uh, where you, you're, so you're a Cincinnati lady. Yes. And uh, Cincinnati. you've mm-hmm. been here forever, the born yeah. and bred? Yes, born and raised. Your family and everything too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. You said you um, are from the West Side. Have you been yeah. from the West Side forever? Uh, I grew up in the West End. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I guess the Cincinnati thing to ask is what high school did you go to? Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Hills Western school. Hills High School. There we go. Okay. Jack, do you have any thoughts about Western Hills I, High School? I don't. No. I, I well, I guess none. you're not from Cincinnati either. Yeah, no, I, I just live I here. I just as- assume you are because I'm not, but that's not fair. That's I'm not, not either. <laughs> I know. That's not true is what I just <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, how long have has writing been like a thing in your life? Uh, always. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've always had story in my mind. Mm-hmm. I would look at TV and, and think of, well, you know, it would have been funnier if they if they, if they would have done this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or maybe they should have walked through that door and then, you know, or I just. Like as a little kid, you would think of that stuff mm-hmm. too? Oh. Even with cartoons. Did you ever, did you do like play pretend with your, do you have siblings that you would do? Yes. Yes. And make them do the stories that you are. Like uh, all the time. Like, what was one of your favorite stories that you guys would play? Um, Tom and Jerry. What really? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Tom and Jerry. Someone lose a foot or something. 
Always. Well, I love the idea of like young you watching a cartoon and thinking, well, now see, if I was Daffy Duck, I wouldn't drop the anvil just then. I would wait and drop the anvil way later. Exactly. Exactly. Did you study writing as you were growing up? Um, Not really. Mm-mm. I, I've, I always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. In school, I went to Catholic school mm-hmm. um, in junior high and, and elementary, and we would have plays for Christmas mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving. Um, and the teacher would always write out a play, and I would always think to myself, well, what if, or what if, or what if not? But I was always too afraid to speak Too shy, that. yes. So then what, as far as, you know, you're, you're, you've got all these creative thoughts and you've got these ideas of how I would do something and how, how I would do it differently. Was there a certain point when you finally decided to sit down and say, I'm going to work out a story that I actually want to write and tell myself? I would say I was 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that story? It was a very dramatic wife killing her husband mm-hmm. type thing. Was this based um, on reality at all? Lifetime movie. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was so hooked on Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I can write a Lifetime movie or a movie of the week. And I submitted it to a screenplay contest and got feedback. And it just crushed me. Oh, goodness. And so then I didn't write again until I was, let's say, about 25. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It really did hurt you then. Because mm-hmm. you must have loved the story so oh, I much. Love the story. Yeah. But I've gone back and I've read it, and they were exactly right. Right. Okay. Feedback is always such a hard pill to swallow, especially in the beginning. Exactly. But that's but that it's interesting that like you were able to like you're objective enough to be able to go back and say, okay, I get what they were talking about exactly. here. That's well, that's mm-hmm. great. That's growth, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, 19, you wrote your first big story. It the experience was very painful. 25, you started writing again. What'd you do during that time period? Those six years where you weren't actively writing. Basically, just thinking of things. I, I took a. Um, story analyst class mm-hmm. at UCLA mm-hmm. um, and just I pretty much I'm self-taught mm-hmm. I bought I saved up money bought a screenplay software mm-hmm. writing software um, and then I took that class and I, I thought of script analysis too so I can understand character mm-hmm. and break down a story mm-hmm. and I chose that instead of an actual screenwriting class mm-hmm. um, because I had taught myself how to how to actually write a screenplay. Right. So you already knew how to write a screenplay. You wanted to be able to look at it exactly. more in depth. I just That's have, interesting. That is really interesting. And I like thinking about so what did, what did, what's your job? What did you, what would you do in the daytime? Like what's your day job? Oh, secretary. Secretary? Mm-hmm. I that, love There's this. a lot of writing there. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I love the idea. Do you have a family and do you have kids or uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, so this is so fun because it's like you're a, you're a professional secretary, you have your family, and then what you're actually doing is being like, do you lay out your storylines and plots on your kids and talk to them about it? And <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding yes, by the what way. What do they think? They're always, they always say it's great, so I don't know how bad <laughs> really are, but... You know how that goes. You got to get the kids to be a little more in the mindset exactly. of back that person that read your stuff back when you right. were 19. Right. Come on, I, I need a little bit of honest feedback, man. <laughs> Give Come me on. something here. Give me something. Um, who else reads your work as you're writing it? Um, I usually send it out mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Um, because I, I want to get the truth mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Is it like a, a peer group or like the editors that you know? Or 
Just like um, friends or? Yeah, and actually, I, I know a producer that's in California. Okay. Um, and so I don't know who he uh, lets read it. Mm-hmm. He never tells me, but I get the truth. Mm-hmm. So the story that you wrote when you were 19, when you like really first decided to take a swing at the bat, was that like a screenplay or was that like a short story? Um, actually, it was a, uh, now that I think about it, I when I wrote it, I thought it was a pilot. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you where my mind was at the time. Right. I really did have no clue, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a movie. Okay, mm-hmm. it was written for like the screen or even exactly. the stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm always, like we. I, I feel like I keep bringing this question up a lot, but I'm really interested when people are writing. What is it about screenwriting in particular that that that's what draws you? That like that's the format that you want to work in. And I've had a problem with that only because I have short screenplays. I have uh, a play, an mm-hmm. actual play. I have a TV pilot. Uh, I have spec, mm-hmm. uh, and I have feature. And a lot of times I'll tell you, stick with one, mm-hmm. but I just always write what's in my head. Yeah. You just kind of like tune in yeah. and then let it come out. Yeah. Well, really, so, you know, there's not a lot of consequences to that. If you're just really trying to tell your stories, mm-hmm. you are a writer, you are a storyteller. You're just like, following the path <laughs> that's true how many different stories are sort of cooking in your head at any one time like even right oh now i mean how many do you have a couple things that are on like on the on the fire right now actually when i get out of the car i kind of finished a scene in something that I'm yeah. it's kind of weird. <laughs> do you want to jot it down real quick i don't I want you to lose it. it it's the story of you walking into a studio and being murdered by two redheads oh, God. in cincinnati why does it go to murder because <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> not for her <laughs> oh, <geez. sighs> so, that's really cool it's just weird it's just kind of always there yeah, yeah. that's how but that's that's how you function right yeah yeah, and for so long I didn't say it until I started, like going out and talking to other writers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I'm not different. Yeah. Oh, did that's you, comforting. Did yeah. you feel different yeah. growing up? Really? Mm-hmm. Just can you ex- explain a little bit more how di- how that um, felt? I mean, none of the other kids were thinking about what Sylvester the cat should have done with Tweety Bird right. as opposed to what you and were thinking. So if I would say something to someone and say, you know what, it would have been funnier if they and they like what. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. I, uh, writer's mind. Yeah. That's it. She's rewriting everything. Yeah. That's beautiful. But that's weirdly like that's weirdly torturous in a way, right? If it you can't torturous. find anybody that relates to that. So then I just backed away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, how's huh. it feel now that you're like really out there talking to other writers and good. seeing your work performed good. on stage? Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I was did, so happy with that. Who were the cast. actors in that one? In that one. Oh gosh, and let I me just think. Said that. I just said that so, exact same thing twice. I, I believe it was it was Chris Gordy okay. and I think Ryan J. Poole. Yes. And then I think Michelle Jardine. Jardine was the the gal that comes up at That's the end. That's funny. Shout outs to those special actors who I do believe. made all these characters come to life for us. Um you said it just feels really good oh, now getting to do all that stuff. Great. Is it changing anything for you? Like are um, you feeling inspired to want to do more yeah, work? It's or? giving me more confidence. Yeah. To do it where um, you know, it's kind of you write something and then to pass it off to someone. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of scary. Yeah, because I mean, this is you, right? You're 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 handing them like a piece of yourself. Right. Right. And there's a level of trust there. Exactly. 
Here is my beautiful little baby. Please yes. take care of it. Tell me what you think of it, but also be nice. Don't shoot it out of the Cincinnati skies. <laughs> what do you keep talking just, about the Cincinnati skies? Well, because I love thinking about everybody's beautiful little stories as like these imaginary. In my mind, they look like um, like paper, folded paper figures. Like little, like the, the folded paper cranes? Kind of, okay. but they're all different ones. They're different <laughs> folded animals. Yeah. And like Stephanie would have one in her hand and then she'd throw it up into the sky. <laughs> into the Cincinnati and there would sky. Be, yeah, there would be magic amongst like the pink and beautiful sky with all the big fluffy clouds as it goes mm-hmm. floating away. <laughs> I'm going to take a break, folks. She's got this. <laughs> See, that image is really sticking with me. That's why it Clearly. keeps coming back. Well, we are. there is a pretty nice sunset going on out this window right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so a I gorgeous it. skyline. Exactly. You know. Does Cincinnati factor into a lot of your work? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't so. No. Do you, um, does it maybe unconsciously kind of, do you unconsciously build stories? Like I around so. spaces you might know or I, anything? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because this script you sent us is set very much, like, at least in the opening bit that talks about it's in Mount Airy Park, which is part of Cincinnati. Which is here, and then actually, I'm trying to develop it into a a pilot. Mm -hmm. Um, Really? And thinking about the three characters, I realized that each one of the characters... There's something about me in each of the characters. Ah, really? Now we're talking. Now we're Here we talking. go. Welcome to script shop, let's everybody. Let's do this. <laughs> so let's talk about Trixie then. So, so yeah, so Trixie is what, seven pages? Is that what we said? Yeah, it's either six or seven. It's seven with a cover page. Okay. Yeah, should we just read it? Uh, that's a great idea because we're going to read the whole thing and then yeah. we can and then we can get into all the bits and pieces of it afterward. That's a great call. So listeners, we are going to read Trixie today. We want to let you know, though, that we are... Um, we're flipping the genders for this read only because the two main characters, Tommy and Alex, are fellas. And then there's a third character, Dana, who comes in at the end. Um, we have two women in the room and Jack. So that's could that be the name of a band? Two women and Two Jack. women in the room and Jack? Yeah, sure. That's a, that sounds like the best band I've ever heard. That sounds like a best case scenario for you. Yes, it does. That's, that's a, I'll never argue with that. It's a Beach Boys song and it sounds great. Two, I can't even say it again. That's fine. Okay, so um, what we will be doing is reading the whole screenplay with um, I'll be playing Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll be playing Tommy. Stephanie will be reading for Alex. Jack will be doing all of our action headings and Dana. And then I'll be Dana at the end. So if you're following along, enjoy. Exterior, Mount Airy Park, late night. Tommy Kramer, 20 years old, paces back and forth in front of a large suitcase. Alex Grant, also 20 years old, approaches holding a flashlight and dragging a shovel. Did you bring it? Yeah, I got it. Now where's the body? Oh, come on. You don't think I killed anybody, do you? Dude, it's the middle of the night, and I'm in the park holding a freaking shovel. What am I supposed to think? That it's the middle of the night, and you're in a park holding a freaking shovel. Alex walks over and unzips the suitcase. See? Just a for sale sign. That's why I needed the shovel. Ooh, you had me worried there for a minute. Mm, Yeah, and some beer. Want a cold one? Yeah, thanks. Tommy tosses Alex a beer. You know, I never thought you would actually kill anyone, right? Tommy zips up the suitcase, but the zipper gets stuck. Hey, it's me. I'm the good guy. But I get it. Late nights in the park can make you jumpy. Tommy continues to try to zip up the suitcase when then what looks like a human foot pops out. He quickly tries to push it back in, but not before Alex sees it. Thanks, man. This hits the spot. Wait, what the? Is that a foot? Yep, it is. What the fuck, Tommy? I know how this looks. What did you do? Trust me, it's not what you think. 
As opposed to say you stuffing a head back in the suitcase. Okay, okay, you caught me. Oh man, this is bad, real bad. I wish you hadn't seen this, Alex. I really do. What? You asked me if I was thirsty. I'm thirsty. So I said, yeah. Wait, don't try to blame me for this. Tommy tries again and fails to put the foot back into the suitcase. You just going to stand there and watch? I don't believe this. You want me to help you? It would be nice. Alex cautiously walks over and grabs the foot. All you got to do is hold the foot up like this, okay? Just like that. Man, I hope my grandma's not looking down on me right now. I can't believe I'm actually holding a foot that's attached to a leg that's attached to a body. I hope it's attached to a body. Is it attached to a body? You don't want to know. Whose foot is this anyway? Trixie's. Really? Really. I'm not lying. I think it was like her stripper name or something. Jesus. You're insane. I'm leaving. You can't leave. And besides, your fingerprints are on the shovel. Oh, so now you can blackmail me? Just stay with me until I dig the hole, okay? Then you can leave. Tommy starts to dig. Should we be talking or something? I mean, I've never done this before. Sure, if you want. Okay. I do have a question. Fire away. Where on campus do you meet a Trixie anyway? Asking for a friend. You don't want to know. Did you meet her at one of those campus parties you always go to? I don't remember where I actually met her. I don't believe you. What? How can you not remember where you met her and she's stuffed in your suitcase? What kind of person are you? I go to so many campus parties. How am I supposed to remember? And anyway, being the campus jock is not all fun and games. Oh, poor you. Look, a lot of times I just want to stay home and watch TV. So why don't you? To keep my friends happy. Then are they really your friends? What do you you mean? Sure, they're my friends. Well, if you have to go to parties just so your friends can get into them, I'm just saying. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. Okay. Okay. This is good. Two of us getting to know each other better under the moonlight. Oh, great. A bonding moment while I watch you dig a hole? Just great. Admit it. It is kind of nice. We should do this more often, under different circumstances, of course. I hate to admit it, but the two of us kind of talking, getting to know each other, is kind of nice. Wait, did you hear that? I didn't. I don't hear anything. Shh, somebody's coming. Dana Spencer, 21, appears very irritated. Oh my God, I've been looking for you everywhere. What are you doing? Digging a hole. For what? Just to mess with Alex. You play too much. I've been waiting almost an hour. You know I have to put Trixie together for biology class tomorrow. That's why I asked you to meet me halfway. Dana grabs the suitcase and now displays the word female exhibit on the suitcase and zips it up. So this was all just a joke? Dana snatches the shovel from Tommy and walks off. Oh, come on. You have to admit this was funny. Funny? What? I was bored. Dana needed a shovel. So I called you. I thought it would give us a chance to hang out and bond as roommates. But when that foot popped out and I saw your face, I just had to play along. Alex walks away. Don't leave. Come on. Okay, wait up. I'll tell you where you can meet a real Trixie. End scene. There we go. End scene. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. You just, man, I'm just excited that we got to do that together. So the idea of writing a story about a couple of 20-somethings out in a park and then the one guy is, the one character is messing with their friend, 
as far as the motivation and stuff goes, you said there's a little bit of you in all these characters. Talk yes. to us about the motivation for this. Actually, this story um, came to mind. I attended a playwright workshop here in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. CCM mm-hmm. playwright workshop. Sure. And uh, we had a prompt. Mm-hmm. The person sitting left to us had to tell us a story that was uh, dramatic mm-hmm. that ha- that actually happened. Oh, and, no, this actually happened. Well, I took, the only thing I took from the story was college. Oh, okay. Okay, here. so continue. Mm-hmm. They tell you a story that actually mm-hmm. happened. That actually happened, and then we had to start it out with, did you bring it? Oh, cool, okay. Mm-hmm. And so normally I write dramatic. Pretty much everything I've, I've written is, is on the dramatic side. Mm-hmm. And um, But I've learned through this workshop to just write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggle a lot sometimes because I try to write for my characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, just let your characters talk to you instead of you talk for your character. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a weird gear shift, right? uh Uh-huh. Okay. And I'd never done that before. Uh, And so I went home and literally I was going to write something dramatic because the story I was told was very dramatic. Mm Mm-hmm. And I literally just started letting them talk to me. And this is what came out. <laughs> That's so... And how did that feel by the time the, the story worked itself out and you had this, like, weird prank thing? Oh, I was cracking up. <laughs> they because just... it, was, it started out dark in the park, yeah. you know, with a shovel, and it just took a turn yeah it's so funny that this was the scenario for how this got written because one of the notes that i took was this script seems like it might have been like rooted in some sort of like fun writing exercise like almost maybe like a warm-up or something exactly that's perfect yeah Yeah, jesus it's exactly what it was and i really love how like punkishly prankish it gets where it's like there's a joke and an undercut and a joke and another undercut and then a joke and then you know it's just like it's literally just full of little fun Spoofs on each other. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as a bit of you in each of these characters, mm-hmm. how, how do you relate to Tommy? How do you relate to Alex? How do you relate to Dana? Uh, Dana is a little feisty, kind of bossy. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> <laughs> she waved her hand uh, here. <laughs> um, Tommy is sort of the football jock mm-hmm. in my mind. It doesn't really come across there, but he's... He's the life of the party. You know, he's the football star. Mm-hmm. Um, but in there, you hear where he says he really doesn't want to go to the party. Mm-hmm. And that was always me mm-hmm. when I was um, 19 to, say, 26. I went out pretty much two or three times a week, but didn't really want to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was that time period when you wanted to stay home and write things mm-hmm. and you were doing it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and pretty much, you know, I just did. And then Alex is nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of always in crazy situations. And that's I always find myself in crazy situations. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize it at the time, but analyzing the characters and building the characters, I sat back and thought, okay, this is a little creepy. <laughs> 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 this is a little creepy. Because it resonated, huh? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so funny. So, w- what was the response to this piece whenever you wrote it and brought it back to the class? They loved it. Yes, did they? They loved it. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the week, every um, piece was performed mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
and I shortened it a page. It went more into um, Tommy and Alex talking about Tommy's issues. Oh, okay. Um, but I kind of shortened that. Um, mm-hmm. His issues like that. not wanting to go to the parties and kind of mm-hmm. feeling like maybe some of his internal. Well, I guess if you were saying this is the beginning of something else that you want to develop, where oh, do you yeah. see the storyline going? Similar to a modern day um, five couple. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's, it's two roommates in college. Yeah, you that's got, perfect. You got a whole universe. Right I honestly there. can't believe that. Has that been done? I mean, not like as a as a focused center point, the odd couple mm-hmm. college edition. I'm just trying to think if there's anything currently like that. Well, I mean, you know, Bert and Ernie are a version of the odd couple. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's sort true. of you get you know a couple different sort of Abed clashing personalities. And, uh, what's his name? Abed and Troy. Community. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I love that dynamic so much. The Thank odd you. couple dynamic is so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just play to me, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy, I would say. He he just kind of developed, like, literally, I could visualize when I was typing mm-hmm. his character. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, is, am I more like him or am I more like Dana? Mm-hmm. Is, do they look like anybody in your real life? No. Mm-hmm. They have their Dana own. Dana is a good friend of mine. Everything I write, I put, and I don't know if it's a superstitious type of thing, but I put someone that I know in there mm-hmm. by name. They're not actually like that person, yeah. but I do put a name of someone in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you let that person know that they've made their way? Yes. Into- mm-hmm. Are they always so flattered? Like, oh my gosh, me? <laughs> me? No. <laughs> well, because this is the only funny thing I've written. Everything oh man, is everybody funny. else is getting killed off in your stories. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. killing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's so silly. Is it like refreshing to have a nice comedic little piece? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like now the next thing I'm gonna write, um, I'm just gonna let my characters talk to me. Yeah. It was so refreshing and just so so much easier for me to get the story out than to fight to get the story out. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think you would revisit any of your stories mm-hmm, to definitely. see if those characters start rewriting it themselves? Oh, I love I love like the story, like the meta story of a writer revisiting their stories and having them all change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, geez. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, because because all of a sudden the character looks up at him and says, hey, man, th- I don't, really I don't not, like this. This doesn't feel like something I would do. How about we do this instead? And, and that's very much <laughs> exactly. in your wheelhouse anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are there any thoughts about? Uh, th- I feel like this would be super easy to get produce. a few people to produce. This yeah. would be this would be a great little short to be able to make. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about it so far? Just not sure of actually the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what to do, how mm-hmm. to actually get it um, produced. But I have thought about it. I've I've thought about shooting this as a scene mm-hmm. um, to try to get attention to go on to a, a pilot so just trying to see where it goes well you know things like send a pendant where if you come back as a writer next year with a, a different story you may be able to like have it be up there and then have people come and talk to you about the work and you can say i'm looking for a producer mm-hmm. and see who comes out of the woodwork right. at that point well, geez, even, you know, we, we do stuff with the no theater and stuff, even for like Fringe. This could be, yeah. a, a, mm-hmm. this would be easy to put up on a stage somewhere for next year's Cincinnati Fringe Festival. Oh, 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. I think this would play really well on stage. Well, Cincinnati has so many resources that it is really about like figuring out which ones resonate with the the particular project, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I'm finding out too. It's not all the, always California or New York. Cincinnati has a really up and coming. It's a great scene here. That's one of the things we love being able to show off is all the options that are here and and choices that a person has. You know, I'm curious, like, as a lifelong storyteller and writer, what do you think are some of your biggest challenges as a writer? Procrastination. Mm -hmm. Ah. Well, I mean, you're balancing a whole lifestyle, you know? That's true. That's true. But there are times I sit down and I look at the TV or I take the garbage out or, you know, I... I could do better. <laughs> well, we're good. We're glad I you came really in, Stephanie, because we do want to talk to you about you doing better. This is actually, this is a writer's this intervention. This is an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we care about you. Here's what happened when you put off things the last time. Here's how it made me feel. But that's my biggest struggle. Yeah. That's something that I think a lot of people experience, whether it's, you know, it's any kind of big deadline. Mm-hmm. Mm. Have and, you And just not interruptions, I think, too. Yeah. I, I can... I can get interrupted, and then that's it for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Like an emotional interruption, and then you're just focusing on something else? Yeah. Yeah. What's your normal schedule, though? Is it like a 9-to-5 thing, and then you have to build all your writing around it? Uh, well, actually, I worked uh, at a hospital here mm-hmm. as a secretary, mm-hmm. and then um, I retired from there. Yes, congratulations. There yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and so I do work from home. Mm-hmm. I do secretarial work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I block out, literally on my calendar, I block out time to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they say you should write every day. I don't. Um, so I write four days a week. That I mean, that's really impressive. No, you've got a routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really impressive. And I am a routine person. Mm-hmm. So, and I just take that time to write. Well, what do you think are your personal next steps as a writer? What do you want to achieve next? And what are you hoping for for the future? I would love to uh, write a couple pilots. I, I always thought screenplay movies, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I love TV. Mm-hmm. I can just sit and watch TV forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would really like to have a couple pilots. Yeah. And actually work on a couple um, just for experience. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody wants to help you achieve those dreams, what's the best way of them getting in touch and helping you do that? Um, they, my email is Stephanie M. Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S, at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, the, the legal version, it would be Stephanie M. Writes, R-I-G-H-T-S. That's, <laughs> that's, a, whole other, that's a whole other occupation. <laughs> Copyright law. Can't sing real songs. Making up our own. Making up our own. <laughs> You're welcome, Mr. Frank. We're making up our own. Yeah, Frank, we're following the rules even when you're not here. <laughs> well, Stephanie, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for sending Thanks in your work to the festival mm-hmm. and coming in here to be in studio with us. We re- It's always so nice to have somebody actually in the room. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. Thanks very much. All right. Well, there's Stephanie. Now, this is yeah. when we do. The, this is when we walk out the show as if she's not here, but she's for sure <laughs> she's still a, sitting right here. I could touch her if I just <laughs> leaned over a little right bit. Here. <laughs> Well, well, there we go. That's Stephanie. I love it. I love local writers. I love watching them um, reach out into the resources of the city, taking classes, getting books, buying their own software to start 
playing with everything and seeing what comes out of that. I'm really glad that she brought up the part about how the Tommy character, when he starts to get into this idea that, oh, these these parties I want to go, that I go to, but I don't really want to go because it's not really my thing. Well, why are you doing it? Well, I feel I'm, like that. That's a little that that like re, like rings true. Like that there that felt like a little bit of realness that was sort of sprinkled into this wedged into the silly yeah thing. I thought that that sort of really resonated with me. It seemed very telling. I thought yeah about who he was and what's going on. Well, and maybe where Stephanie's coming from on some stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I like little just little bits like that that you can sort of pull out. Tiny it's, little it's chicken nuggets. Yeah, tiny little chicken nuggets. <laughs> Speaking of tiny little chicken nuggets, <laughs> why don't you talk about that hideous picture of you again? Oh, from last week. Yeah, great. Let's do that because I took the worst picture I've ever taken in my entire life. Mm-hmm. A friend had a Polaroid camera and said, "Hey, everybody, get together. We're going to take a picture." And I, it's, it's a the T-shirt that I wore is a, it's not a, the best fit of a shirt, and yeah. then it's a bad angle, and it's a Polaroid, so the lighting's terrible. Yeah, and all three of those things you super worked against me. I mean, I did have some pasta beforehand, but I mean, come on. I'm... <laughs> pasta doesn't work that way. Oh, my God. It was coming. It looked like I, I, I looked like some sort of like pale white worm wearing a blue T-shirt. Um, like a I don't Slimer. want to talk about this anymore. Slimer from. Yes, I look like Slimer. <laughs> the redhead version of I look like Slimer. a pale redhead. I don't want to talk about this anymore. That's what you should go as for Halloween is a redheaded Slimer. The picture's already been tweeted. It's, it's, it's over with. It's done with. I don't want to. Folks, if you've written a script, uh, whether Slimer's involved or not, or if you have low self-esteem. Little tiny paper crane magical stories of floating into being released into the Cincinnati sky. <laughs> Just rolled his eyes and did a stupid version of what I've been doing with That's all I got. my hands in the studio. Uh, folks, if you've written something oh boy. and it's a screenplay and you'd like us to read it, you should send, send it to it. us by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit. That's right. And you can uh, check out all of our writers and their stories on there. You can also connect with us on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us, friend us, and follow us. Yeah. I am at your bestie Westie. I'm uh, at Script Shop Jack. And then it's Script Shop Show for anything else uh, looking us up. Yeah. All right, friends. We love having you with us and we love uh, talking to you and telling you all these great stories. So until next week, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West, hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley, produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening. Oh